Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It is December 1st, 2020. This is our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer. We uh, <clears throat> are going to leave the book of Judges and uh, move on to the book of Ruth. Uh, the rest of the book of Judges is uh, not light reading. <laughs> it's fun reading. Uh, but it's also a little bit intense for the children. I think we made the point as to the cycle of um, the judges, you know, how the, the people of Israel would fall into um, sin, guilt, shame, and then the Lord would send uh, a judge to save them when they called out um, for mercy. And that pattern continues. Uh, if you want to consider the rest of the book of Judges, I'd encourage you to go and listen to an excellent podcast, 40 Minutes in the Old Testament, uh, which is at 1517.org which I do a few things for, um, for that organization. Today's Giving Tuesday, by the way, so feel free, um, if you're at all able, to support their work uh, or the work of our congregation today on Giving Tuesday. Um, but anyway, 40 Minutes in the Old Testament went through the whole book of Judges, uh, verse by verse. So it's uh, really a great way with uh, Chad Bird and uh, his co-host to consider the rest of Judges, and they dig into every awkward detail and uh, often... <laughs> try to make some apology uh, for how brutal and, and horrible <laughs> the people are, but uh, it's real. So uh, yeah, if you want more from Judges, go, go listen to that podcast. Uh, we're not going to do it with the children here. All right. And so today we're back into Ruth, and we'll, we'll get to study the book of Ruth for the next, oh, for quite a while here, next week or so. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our memory verse, we say it together. From childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 3, verse 15. And our psalm this week, Psalm 101. I will sing of the steadfast love, and justice. To you, O Lord, I will make music. I will ponder the way that is blameless. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk with integrity of heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. Whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look, and an arrogant heart I will not endure. I will look with favor on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way that is blameless shall minister to me. No one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. Morning by morning I will destroy all the wicked in the land, cutting off all the evildoers from the city of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
Our first reading is a continuation from St. Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, chapter 1. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it may, or that it has become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, I will and will rejoice. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance, through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell, for I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you, uh, with you all, For your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. There ends the reading. Uh, You note how Paul uh, transposes two ideas. (laughs) One is to die and to be with the Lord and and to live and to serve your neighbor then in fear. But also uh, he's using that as an uh, by way of analogy uh, for his being absent from them uh, in the church in Philippi, and then also vis- uh, visiting them again and being in their presence again. Right? If the Lord grants to him to, do, to be in their presence again, it'll be fruitful for them. Um, if he causes Paul to continue to live, it will be fruitful for all those who he ministers to. Right? So I, I love that expression there in the middle, verse 21, for me, or for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Right? Whether I live or I die, it is for the blessing. Uh, you know, of those around me. All right. Reading for catechesis is from Ruth chapter 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Orpha, Orpa, excuse me, and the name of the other was Ruth. And there dwelt there, and they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Chilion also died, so the women survived her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. 
Therefore she went out from the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went out, or they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each in the house of her husband. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, Surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters, go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they are grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you, or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. When she saw that she was determined uh, to go with her, she stopped speaking to her, and the two of them went until they came to Bethlehem. And it happened when they had come to Bethlehem that all the city was excited because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? But she said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. All right, there ends the reading. So, some catechesis. Scroll back up here. All right, there is your text. What happened during the time of the judges? Right, so uh, Ruth takes place in the midst of that book of Judges. Right, so it's a little bit of an interlude, if you like. But yes, like I said, we're not going to come back to Judges. Yeah, we're just going to go on to Samuel after this. There was a famine in the land. And what city was involved in the story, ironically? Bethlehem, which means house of bread. <laughs> so shouldn't be a famine. Uh, who went to Moab? You see the whole gang here, right? Elimelech his wife Naomi, and his two sons, Malon and Chilion. Um, what does Elimelech Melech mean? Melech is the word for king, and uh, El is the Hebrew word for God. So this is, God is my king. God is my king. Or my God is king. What important story um, involved the Moabites? We studied this. And I think well, when we studied it, I pointed forward to the book of Ruth. This was back in Numbers 22 through 25. Remember the story of Balaam and the donkey, and then um, Baal, Peor, 
and uh, trying to curse the people of Israel. Right. What judgment had God given regarded the Moabites? Moabites, I should say. This was back in Deuteronomy. So this is always helpful to say, well, why Moab? Why Moab? What do we know about Moab? All right, so we knew that story with the king of Moab. Um, Balak wanted Balaam to curse them. Uh, in Deuteronomy 23, it says, An Ammonite or a Moabite shall not enter the assembly of the Lord. Even to the tenth generation, none of his descendants shall enter the assembly of the Lord forever. Because they did not meet you with bread and water on the road when you came out of Egypt. Remember, they had to go around Moab. And because they hired against you Balaam, the son of Beor, from Pethor of Mesopotamia to curse you. Right. So we just talked about that. Nevertheless, the Lord your God will not listen to Balaam, but the Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you, because the Lord your God loves you. You shall not seek peace, nor their prosperity, all your days forever. All right, so there you have both, both stories of Moab put together. All right, so I guess to summarize, you would say uh, that they would not be permitted to enter into the congregation of the Lord, uh, and that Israel should not seek pe- their peace or their prosperity. All right, what happened to Elimelech in Moab? That's right, he died. And um, what happened, or who did his boys marry? I suppose we should do that first. Yeah, Orpah and Ruth, both Moabite women. Uh, Were they supposed to do this? Marry Moabite women? Uh, The answer is no. No. Remember, what God spoke by way of Joshua uh, in regards to inheriting the land. If indeed you do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, that they, uh, these that remain among you, and make marriages with them, and go in to them, and they, they to you, know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps to you and scourges in your sides, and thorns in your eyes, until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Right? So God had forbidden intermarriage, and yet here they are doing it. Um, why did Naomi return to her home in Bethlehem? Yeah, she needs someone to care for her, right? Because her husband and her two sons have died, and she heard... Uh, that the famine had ended in Bethlehem. Right? You see that in verse 6. What gracious offer did Naomi make to her daughters-in-law? Yeah, that each of them could return to their mother's house. In other words, kind of get a do-over, <laughs> if you like. And what did Naomi ask the Lord grant to her daughters-in-law? Yeah, she gives them a word of blessing. Yeah, that they would find rest in their, in, in their homes with a new husband. Um, the, verse tra- or the word translated in verse 8, where it says, The Lord deal kindly with you, comes from the word for mercy. Uh, why do you think this helps us understand Ruth's reason for remaining with Naomi? It says, The Lord deal mercifully with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. Well, it's because Ruth seeks the mercy that comes from this God, the God, the Lord of Israel. Why did Naomi strongly urge Orpah and Ruth to return home? 
again so that they would have husbands and uh, children at home. While you still have children in your womb, you see that there. How did Naomi describe her life? And rightly so here. Um, trying to find it right there. Oh yes, there it is. The end of verse 13. Know my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Why? She blames God for this, and rightfully so. She had lost her husband and her sons to death, right? Um, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Uh, and she was also too old to have another husband and more children. All right. Who returned home? Orpah did, right? Um, what's the significance of the word or that term in the next verse? Uh, verse 15. Or no. Not verse 15. Where is it there? Where it says that Ruth cling, clung to her. Yeah, right there in verse 14. But Ruth clung to her. What's the significance of that word? I'll give you some examples. Go back to my Bible here. How about um, Joshua 23? Remember um, that you cling to the remnant of these nations. So that's uh, there referred to unfaithfulness, clinging to false nations. Um, how about Psalm 63? My soul follows close behind you, you know, clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. All right, so to cling to something is a term of faith. It's a term of faith because Israel was warned not to cling to the nations around them, right, unfaithfulness, but to cling to the true God and faithfulness, right? And that's what Ruth is doing. She's clinging to Naomi because Naomi, of course, is of uh, the true God, the God of Israel. What did Ruth say about Naomi's people and about um, her God? See that in verse 16 and 17? Naomi's people would be hers and their God would be hers, her God. How did Ruth emphasize her vow in verse 17? Yeah, she does it in the name of the Lord and actually says that the Lord bring death to her if she were not faithful to Naomi until she died. Right? So it's almost like a marriage vow. How were they received in Bethlehem? Yeah, with excitement, right? At the return of Naomi. But what did Naomi want? Her people to call her Mara, Mara, which just means um, bitter, right? For the Lord has, Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. What is emphasized then in verse 21? It's also emphasized back in verse 13, right? In 21, I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again empty, right? In verse 13, it was, uh, it grieves me for the Lord has gone out against me. Yeah, it's actually the Lord's doing that has emptied her of her sons, of her livelihood, of her family. Uh, who else had similar words? I already mentioned it. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Yeah, that's Job, Job 19, 21. Very similar lament, right? And the Lord can suffer your laments, by the way. Um, we shouldn't be afraid um, to tell him, um, even when we're angry, 
you know, uh, in grief of, of the loss uh, of a loved one. When did Naomi and Ruth finally arrive in Bethlehem? This will play out in the story, so it's important to note it here. The beginning of the barley harvest. All right, so that'll be a key component to the story moving forward. Meditation on this text. Although Ruth was denied any inheritance in the land under the law, she was drawn to faith in the God of mercy. Ruth received God's grace and believed in the Lord as she heard the preaching of Elimelech that his God is king. Though Naomi and Ruth had both lost their husbands, they were not driven away from God but continued to seek mercy from him alone. Thus they returned to Bethlehem, the house of bread, because they sought the inheritance of grace and mercy that God promised to his people Israel. Ruth desired no other God. The two widows remind us of faithful Israel and the Gentiles, Moabite, who both find their redemption in the bread of life who would be born in the house of bread. Our Lord would taste the bitter afflictions of this life that he may raise us up from death to eternal life. And there in some meditation, yes, what a lovely picture of both Jew and Gentile being redeemed in the house of bread by the bread of life, Jesus. Okay. We say our catechism, second petition, thy kingdom come. What does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. How does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom come, comes when our Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit, so that by his grace we believe his holy word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Third petition, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. How is God's will done? God's will is done when he breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come, and when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die. This is his good and gracious will. We pray. Heavenly Father, your kingdom comes to us whenever, wherever the gospel of Jesus is preached and his sacraments are administered. Through these gifts, you give us your Holy Spirit and create faith in our hearts. We give thanks to you for these gifts. We give thanks to you for the promise that Jesus will come again in glory on the last day to give us all the fullness of his kingdom. Forgive us for failing to pray for the coming of your kingdom. By your word and spirit, reign in our hearts and in your church. Through the promises of the gospel, continue to give us your Holy Spirit so that by your grace we believe your holy word and lead godly lives here in time and forever after in eternity. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray, Heavenly Father, your good and gracious will is to keep and preserve us in the true faith. Your good and gracious will is done without our prayer and does not depend upon us. For this we give you thanks. Forgive us for not trusting that you promised to preserve us in Christ. Break and hinder every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow your name or let your kingdom come. Strengthen and keep us firm in your word and faith until we die. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Tuesday, we pray for deliverance against temptation and evil. 
We pray for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, for those struggling with sin. We ask that the Lord give to all peoples concord and peace, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our president and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people. On this day, we give thanks to you um, for Holy Baptism, celebrating with Dennis, for the gift of baptism for Franklin James this past weekend, that you grant healing uh, and treatment for those um, sick or ill, especially Marcella, Jan, Kelsey, Ron, Marlene, Brad, Janet, and Timothy, Susan and Ken, Pastor, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, and Roger, and our teacher, Penny. Pray that you be with our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey. And it's actually place of refuge. And we ask that you um, support the missions and mercy work of your church, especially this month, new month, December, place of refuge, uh, women's shelter in Milwaukee, as well as Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week, Prepare the Royal Highway. Greet the King of glory, 
foretold in sacred story, Hosanna to the Lord, for he fulfills God's word. God's people see him coming, your own eternal King. All branches strew before him, spread garments, shout and sing. This will not fail you, no more shout out assail you, Hosanna to the Lord, for he fulfills God's word. Then fling the gates wide open to greet your promised King, your King, yet every nation its tribute to should bring. Let's bow down before him, all nations now adore him, cause hand to the Lord, for he fulfills God's word. His no earthly kingdom, it comes from heaven above. His rule is peace and freedom, and justice, truth, and love. So let your praise be sounding for kindness so abounding. Hosanna to the Lord, for he fulfills God's word. All right, that concludes our Congregation of Prayer for today, December 1st, 2020. A new month, all right, and uh, a new book, Ruth. So Lord be with you all. Today's Tuesday. Um, just a reminder, tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll have our Congregation of Prayer, although it'll be a little bit uh, more brief because our readings will be repeated in the evening uh, for our Advent midweek service in the evening, uh, where you'll, of course, hear it uh, preaching on one of those texts. So we'll do a little meditation upon them in the morning, and then you'll hear them preached in the evening, our service of evening prayer, which will be streamed as well. All right? So uh, make plans for that. Otherwise, uh, Lord be with you all, and on this Giving Tuesday, support um, all the missions and mercy work of the church, our congregation, if you're um, not already doing so, uh, the work of other organizations like 1517, Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, our mission of the month, the place of refuge, etc. All right, so lots of opportunity. You'll probably be getting emails and social media posts and whatever to that effect as well. Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow.